Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. And you can find out more by visiting the website. Give them a call, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We've got a terrific show today. We've got lots of news. Plus, we're going to be visiting with Kathleen Pasadoma, our state senator. Boo Mortensen will be joining us. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. And Linda Harden, my wife. Also, after uh, our wedding anniversary today, and uh, also very well informed of what's happening around the world and here locally on the Paradise Coast. It is February the 22nd, and on this day in 1819, Spanish Minister Do Luis de Onis and U.S. Secretary of State John Quincy Adams signed the Florida Purchase Treaty in which Spain agreed to cede the remainder of the old province of Florida to the United States. Spanish colonization of Florida Peninsula began at St. Augustine in 1565. The Spanish colonists enjoyed a brief period of relative stability before Florida came under attack from resentful native Indians and ambitious English colonists to the north of the 17th century. Spain's last-minute entry into the French and Indian War on the side of France cost it Florida, which the British acquired through the First Treaty of Paris in 1763. After 20 years of British rule, however, Florida was returned to Spain as part of the Second Treaty of Paris, which ended the American Revolution in 1783. Spain's hold on Florida was tenuous in the years after the American independence and numerous boundary disputes uh, developed with the United States. In 1819, after years of negotiations, Secretary of State John Quincy Adams achieved a diplomatic coup with the signing of the Florida Purchase Treaty, which officially put Florida in the hands uh, at their U.S. hands at no cost beyond the U.S. assumption of some $5 million of claims by U.S. citizens against Spain. Formal U.S. occupation began in 1821, and General uh, Andrew Jackson... The hero of the War of 1812 was appointed military governor. Florida was organized as a U.S. territory in 1822 and was admitted into the Union as a slave state in 1845. That's the background of Florida, getting into uh, becoming one of the United States of America. Well, we've gone from 24th to 8th and now to 32nd. COVID cases are declining here and Florida saw a big change in rank on the list of states where coronavirus spread the fastest. Also, this is the first time since the week of December 19th that Florida reported less than 100,000 cases in one week. Florida reported fewer uh, coronavirus cases in the week ending September, I'm sorry, uh, Sunday, February the 20th, <clears throat> adding 42,373 new cases. That's down 65% from the previous week. Hospitals in zero states reported more COVID-19 ca- patients this week than a week earlier. When hospitals in one uh, states had more U.S. Uh, had uh, more COVID-19 patients in intensive care beds, hospital in zero states admitted more COVID-19 patients in the last week than in prior week. Uh, and USA Today analysis of U.S. Health and Human Services data shows. Please excuse me. <clears throat> Moving on, so it's looking good on the COVID front. 
Higher net crude uh, oil imports are set to make the United States a net petroleum importer this year, as again in 19, 2021, after an historic shift of being a net petroleum exporter in 2020, the U.S. Energy Information Administration said on Friday. A net uh, petroleum importer is a country that imports more crude oil and refined products than crude and products ex- exported. And while, some U- while the U.S. has been a net petroleum products exporter for more than a decade, it's always been a net crude importer. That is, it imports more crude than exports. The total crude and petroleum products trade uh, trademarked a historic shift in 2020 when the U.S. became a net petroleum exporter. On a monthly basis, it was in September 2019 when the United States exported more crude oil and petroleum products than it imported. The first month in which the U.S. was a net petroleum exporter since monthly records began in 1973. Not good news. In 2020, the plunge in global oil demand and lower oil prices that removed incentives for petroleum exporting countries to raise production allowed the United States to export more petroleum in 2020 than it had in the past. The U.S. will continue to import more crude than it exports this year, with net imports expected at an annual rate of 3.9 million barrels. If EEIA forecasts of a record-high annual U.S. crude oil production of 12.6 million barrels uh, per day in 2023 pans out, the U.S. net crude imports would drop to 3.4 million next year, the administration said. Not good news. Oil's going up in price, and we're next imp- or a net importer. It's bad news. Could easily be fixed by just turning on that Keystone pipeline and uh, start to drill as we could here in the United States with our huge, immense oil reserves, energy reserves. The Canadian parla- Parliament voted Monday night to approve Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's motion to invoke the Emergencies Act by a vote of 185 and 151 against. This is just amazing. Really sad news. Trudeau invoked the act as an unprecedented move last week, claiming it is necessary to dispel peaceful protests linked to the Freedom Convoy movement, which is demanding an end to civil rights violations by the Trudeau government, allegedly necessary to fight the Chinese coronavirus. At press time on Monday, no active Freedom Convoy protests exist anywhere in Canada. Can you believe that? And they still decided to approve the motion. The motion to uphold the invocation of the uh, emergency powers by Prime Minister Trudeau passed in a vote of 181 votes for the motion. The motion was opposed by the Conservative Party and also by the uh, Quebec separatists and their allies who voted against it with 151 votes. The passing of the measure in the House of Commons is the first step towards confirming the use of the act, which allows the government significant powers The Alberta government, which led by conservative Prime Minister Jason Kennedy, has also filed a court case against the use of the Emergencies Act. Kennedy argued argued that the measure was disproportionate and violated natural justice. certainly does. He's right about that. In order for the act to be fully passed, it must also face a vote in the Canadian Senate. According to the text of the act, the debate in the Canadian Senate is expected to begin uh, this morning. See how that turns out. I don't have no indication about which way that vote might go. Well, of course, the national news, Russian Prime Minister uh, or President Vladimir Putin's decision to send more troops into the Ukraine would not trigger the sanctions prepared by the United States and European allies. 
the White House said Monday. Of course, uh, Kamala Harris is over in Germany to negotiate that settlement. <laughs> what could go wrong, huh? Unbelievable. Well, the White House official explained President Joe Biden's position during a conference during uh, with reporters on Monday. Russian troops moving into Donbass would not in itself be a new step, the official noted during the call. Russia has had forces in Donbass region for the past eight years. Putin's political play put Biden and his administration in a difficult spot as they repeatedly said that large numbers of troops crossing the Ukrainian border would be considered an invasion. Biden signed the executive order on Monday that would restrict economic activity in Donbass and Lutsk uh, regions that declared independence. So in other words, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these sanctions are against these independent states. But White House Press Secretary Jem Psaki clarified Monday afternoon that Biden's actions were not the great san greater sanctions threatened in, in uh, reaction to Putin. Biden's hesitancy to enact sanctions and its repeated rhetoric about Russia invading Ukraine has frustrated, uh, of course, Zelensky, the Ukrainian leader, we don't need your sanctions after the bombardment will happen and after our country will be fired at or will be, have no borders or will have no economy or parts of our country will be occupied, he said during the Munich Security Conference. Uh, we would need those san sanctions right now, he said. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure Vice President Harris will be listening and <laughs> help out in every way she can. I can't believe they sent her over there. Well, <clears throat> first gas, then heat, and now rents. Runaway inflation is driving rent skywards. After Joe Biden's America, delivering an average of 20% increase in the United States' biggest 50 cities. Can you believe that? 50% increase in rents? At the same time, U.S. Census Bureau sh uh, statistics show rental vacancy rates during the fourth quarter of 2021 fell to 5.6%, the lowest since 1984. The rent spike has stung wallets, nowhere more than in Miami metro area, where the median of rent surged to an eye-watering $2,850. Wow. Other cities across Florida, Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville, and the Sunbelt destinations, uh, they also saw spikes of more than 25% during the same period. Meanwhile, Boston's nearly overtaken San Francisco as the nation's most expensive rental market with a nearly 27% increase in property uh, rents. That's unbelievable. And a growing number of Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck despite increasing wages, a newly released report found. Payments and Lending Group uh, Lending Club uh, released a report which said that 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, an increase of 7 percentage points since May. The report also found that 54% uh, of baby boomers and seniors are living paycheck to paycheck. Even in late 2021, with COVID-19 refusing to recede from the public consciousness, the economic toll is being aggravated by the steady rise in prices that have persisted since spring, the report said. The inflation spike that is weighing on consumers' moods underscores the need for consumers will have, which may include accumulating disposable cash and, and available credit. How consumers resolve their temporary financial obstacles will vary from person to person, of course. Some uh, may moonlight on a second job, while others may negotiate new terms with creditors. Of course, it uh, puts everybody in a difficult position. That doesn't, uh, <laughs> it certainly increases uh, blood pressure around the country. The report, which surveyed 3,000 people, so said that uh, the average savings 
for the average American, $1,158. Can you believe that? That's very sad. Things are getting tougher under the Biden administration for everybody. Finally, Kyle Rittenhouse in this segment, finally, anyhow. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse joined Tucker Carlson last night to announce the launch of a media accountability project to hold the media accountable for the lies they said de- uh, and deal with them in court. Last November, after he was found not guilty in shooting deaths of two Black Lives Matter protesters at the Kenosha riots, Rittenhouse hinted that he may take action against the many left-wing politicians and operatives who smeared him as a murderer. The list included Joe Biden, who called him a white supremacist in a campaign ad, and the ad still posted on Twitter. Of course, Twitter's not flagged the ad for its obvious lies and slander. Kyle Rittenhouse explained his new project and defamation lawsuits in the works against Whoopi Goldberg uh, and other targets. So uh, he's serious about this. He's got a law team pulled pulled together. And he's not only going to be putting uh, filing cases for himself, but also for the benefit of others who have been slandered uh, by the press. That's uh, pretty appropriate and pretty cool. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator, that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. 
or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, you're in your seventh week up there, aren't you? Yeah, it's uh, gone by so quickly. Well, it seems like it's quicker, uh, quickly, but oftentimes it seems like a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it yeah. does. Uh, but a lot's going on. I understand you have some very interesting legislation that's being discussed and passed. Yeah, uh, you know, we have, um, we have a lot of uh, sort of policy moving forward type of bills, um, one that I'm reading right now as we speak uh, that will be in my committee next week is the individual freedom bill causing a lot of controversy. Um, it's, it's also uh, dubbed the critical race theory bill. Um, and uh, we, we have a, we're amending the parental bill of rights bill uh, regarding, which has got a, they call that the don't say gay bill, but it's totally, nobody's <laughs> read it obviously because it only applies to K through three. And which, you know, we certainly don't want our kindergartners and first and second graders uh, uh, having discussions on sex with their teachers. No. Um, But everybody's blowing that out of proportion, uh, not uh, focusing on the fact it's for those little ones. So that's kind of going through. We have lots of protests at the Capitol uh, here and there. And then, you know, other bills like child welfare, that bill's going through. There's a lot of really important uh, bills that don't get a lot of press or attention, but they're really um, they're really good bills for our state. Um, we also uh, the House and the Senate each pass their budgets. Uh, we're two billion dollars apart. Mm. Uh, a lot of that's for education funding and health care funding. We put more money in than the House. So um, in the next two weeks, we have to sit down in what we call conference and we try we hammer out the differences so that we can come up with a one single balanced budget to send to the governor uh, before we uh, sign and die on uh, March 11th. Now, does the governor has a line item veto, does he not? He does. He does. And, uh, and he, uh, there are, he has uh, in the past vetoed a number of projects he didn't think were uh, of statewide significance or, or you know, he has concerns about uh, we hope that there'll be less of that this year because we, we've worked with the governor um, on his budget requests. And, mm. you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, it's his prerogative. So uh, this is probably the time of uh, the session when some bills that were uh, sent to uh, to committee probably just drop off and just not considered. Yeah, that's the way our process works. Every bill that's filed gets referenced to uh Usually three, sometimes two, sometimes four committees, uh, uh, you know, to review. Uh, and there's two two things: one uh, to uh, consider the policy contained in the bill, and the other is if it has a fiscal impact 
So they go through policy committees and or uh, fiscal committees to determine whether this is something that we want to do. And the committee chairs of the first committee of reference uh, usually start it. Uh, and if they don't hear it, then the bills die. Mm. Uh, we have, you know, when you think about it, 2,000 bills get filed a year in the Senate and about 3,000 in the House because the House has uh, all their uh, budget requests have to be in the form of a bill and they all have to be heard. So if, if a bill is not heard in committee, uh, then it, it, you know, it, it dies unless somehow uh, a, a bill sponsor can get that bill added to another committee, which is another issue. Uh, then we have bills that are pa- that are passing, moving through the House uh, to the House floor that don't have a Senate companion, and so that's another issue that we have to address, and mm. vice versa. So these three weeks are. Bills are flying. Bills are dying. <laughs> yes. So, so you've got to manage it all. Uh, unbelievable. And uh, you're an important part of that. So uh, I understand, the, uh, was there a bill filed, and I've forgotten which state it is, I think it's Florida, that uh, would make it more difficult to, to have constitutional amendments that should be bills? Yes, for uh, for um, um, it would be a constitutional amendment that would change the process for citizens and incidents. And uh, I, I'm not sure where that is. I believe it's uh, getting close to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And there's some value to that. We have uh, citizens. What's happened is some of these citizens' initiatives are really funded by outside interest groups outside of the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have lots of money, and they you know, they, uh, um, they do advertisements. You've probably seen some of them and to try to convince voters to sign petitions and and has been effective but you know we have concern about especially out of state special interest groups who are trying to make inroads in florida yeah so that is something to consider we we do have an elections bill as well that i think is is moderate compared to what people have say are saying it is you know there's a whole lot of rhetoric about oh we're going to make it difficult for people to vote and that's not the case right little bit more secure but that's that's what we do here there's just a lot of um uh rhetoric and and you know when you come down to it if you read these bills you say what are they talking about yeah i mean i recall there was one uh amendment to the constitution requiring no more than 25 in a classroom in in our public schools well you know that may have been a good (laughs) idea at the time but you know doesn't it take another constitutional amendment to change that in other words it makes it very difficult to uh to negotiate uh, with budgets and with numbers of kids and that kind of thing. Well, you know, I have a philosophy about the Constitution, and and I, you and I have talked about this. Our Constitution should really be like one page in fourteen point type that basically sets forth the the um, principles under which we want to yep. be governed or to govern, and then the legislature fills in the policy to implement those principles. Right. Well, the Constitution has become both, right. and it legislates, which, as you, as you rightly say, um, times change. But if it's in the Constitution, in order to address it, you have to uh, amend the Constitution, which is very difficult. Right. So um, I had hoped that the last commission, uh, a revision commission, they would have done that, just made a one-pager, but it's like the, the Constitution is like 90 Ninety pages. Oh, yeah, and, and growing. Of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Again, yeah. Kathleen Pasadena, our state senator. I just genuinely appreciate your taking your time uh, to visit with us today. I thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting uh, with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'd like to tell you that today is 2-22-2022. Hmm. What do they know that? Well, I I did know that. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why is because it's our wedding anniversary. So I better know. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, uh,. That, uh, yes, but the, the, what do they call that when you have a string of numbers that are all the same? I've forgotten. I can't, I mean, it doesn't have any cosmic message or no. anything like that, but it's just so unusual. So I looked up to see when it will be 3, 3, 33, and that's in the next 11 years, mm-hmm. and 4, 4, 44 will be 11 years after that. 
So it's kind of a unique day. So a bunch of girlfriends and I are going out and celebrating. Well, I think it's... You know, it, just because you need to have a day to celebrate. You need, well, you know, you could be celebrating a National Unity Day in the Ukraine because they have National Unity Day it was on the 16th of February. <laughs> Jeez. I think they're at war right now. I mean, how crazy is that? Uh, well, happy anniversary. What are you doing for your anniversary? Well, uh, I'm going to go get, uh, I'm going to go to the neurosurgeon, check out my back. That's just an annual, it's nothing serious. It's just an annual, uh, uh, take a look at my back after back surgery. But the second thing is we're going to go to have a nice uh, anniversary lunch. And of course, we're exchanging cards, which we've done already. So uh, it's going to be a nice day. Oh, yeah. Well, have a wonderful anniversary. How many years? Uh, 47. Wow. Yeah. Getting up there, boo. Nice. Yeah, you stumped the experts. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm getting this thing figured out. <laughs> wow. Well, let me just tell you, I came across a fascinating article about China. And, you know, I think that you either we should either start learning to become more fluent in Spanish or in Mandarin. And... Let me give you just a throw out a couple of statistics here. Yeah. China now produces more than twice as many cars as the U.S. Wow. China has the largest new car market in the entire world. Hmm. China, all the uniforms at the U.S. Olympic team were made in China. Hmm. The New World Trade Center in New York, all the glass came from China. They now consume more energy than the United States. They are the leading manufacturer of goods in the entire world. They use more cement than the rest of the world. They are right now building a city larger than Manhattan, just outside of Belarus. Hmm. Uh, they are the number one producer of wind and solar power on the entire globe. They produce three times as much coal. Are you starting to get the picture? No, I am getting the picture. They, uh, they are certainly growing. By leaps and bounds, although it's kind of secretive about their economy. We don't know how their economy is truly doing. Uh, it's one of the best-kept secrets, of course, because uh, uh, – but I think, they've, I think they've got some cracks in the, uh, in the, in the armor, so to speak. Uh, there are some problems there in China, but I get, I get the fact that, that that's just a huge market. You can understand why international corporations located in the United States want to – you know, kowtow to the uh, communist Chinese. It's bad. It's, you know, it's bad because they've got a lot of human rights issues and so forth, but uh, you can understand the financial motivation. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, this is another thing I did not know. They have not been involved in any expensive war or invaded any country for the last 70 years. Yeah, that's interesting. Compared to us. Compared to us. Well, and, and quite frankly, if uh, they do go to war, I think it's the United States will have supplied all the money and all the things that they needed in order to do to execute it. Because I mean, they've, there's been so much theft of intellectual property. Uh, some of the most of the stuff that they have really came from the blueprints of uh, United States products. Well, it's uh, it'll be a different day. It's a, it's it's a different day and age, and it makes. It makes you kind of feel insecure. Mm -hmm. You know, I always felt like we were, we were so strong in a world power, and I think to some degree we still are. 
But I think the the uh, it's not a level playing field anymore. No, well, I mean, it it can't be reassuring to see what's happening with. We sent Kamala Harris over to Munich to negotiate about what's happening in the Ukraine. Did you hear about her comment? She basically said, "Hey, you look." Uh, we've got strong sanctions, and we believe they're going to work, but we believe also that Russia's already decided what they're going to do. <laughs> so, well, there you go. The art of negotiation. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll leave it to Campbell. Nothing could go wrong there, right? Oh, my heavens. And did you watch Putin talk yesterday? I did not, uh, although I heard it was a very solemn speech. Did you? Did you... Uh, listen to it yeah it was through a translator but i mean make no mistake he's doing it he feels that he's they're entitled it's part of their history uh i don't know i i think you know we're all uh saber rattling and saying sanctions you can't do this and you know macron is over there I don't know. It seems to me once he makes up his mind, he doesn't back down. No, well... I mean, he's not a guy that's going to say, okay, I'll rethink it. Well, the other thing is I don't think that, uh, quite frankly, this administration exudes confidence and power. I mean, when you no. take a look at what happened in Afghanistan, he's he's only got to be thinking, boy, these guys are pretty loose. They're, they can't, you know, they're just not up to the task. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, he's decided he's going to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing is interesting. Did you back to China for a minute? Did you watch any of the Olympics? I didn't. Did you? Yeah, you know, spotty. I watched a little here. I watched a little there. I watched some of the ice skating, which turned out to be a lot, a lot of drama, a lot of sadness with all of that. I don't know. It was kind of it was a non-event, and I think there was such a shadow of. Of this COVID in China, it, it, I don't know, it wasn't, usually you watch it and it's an exuberant affair and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're rooting for America and for the athletes and it, I don't know, it just fell flat. It just was, like I said, it was kind of a non-event and look, you didn't even watch any of it. I didn't watch any of it and uh, part of it was because of uh, just what I believe the position that China has taken right now, I, I, th- I saw that as kind of Xi's coming out party, you know, he, and uh, my concern was what's going to happen to Taiwan after the Olympics was over. We'll see about that. But in addition to that, I mean, the time zone difference, to, you know, it's very difficult to watch whatever's happening live. So it's mainly just tape reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. But is that uh, I just uh, like professional football and like professional basketball and some of these other sports that have been politicized. <clears throat> it's just dampens my enthusiasm for the experience. Yes, yes. You know, they make so much money by playing in China, the athletes do, mm-hmm. that they put up with uh, Chinese rules and regulations because of the monetary uh, factors. And that's why I give that the tennis association uh, women's Tennis Association credit because they said, nah, we're not going over there. We don't trust you guys. Yeah, good for them. Uh, well, and, uh, you know, to Hollywood right now, they've basically gone, uh, taken a knee because uh, they're basically uh, have, uh, China has uh, uh, veto power on whatever's in the content of any kind of movie coming out. So, uh, and that goes for Disney. It's just very sad indeed. Well, it's because there's so much money. And you, I mean, when was the last time you went to a movie here? The last time I went to a movie, there were four people in the theater. Mm -hmm. So Hollywood 
is on the downside yep. here in the U.S., not so in China. So they're going to where the money is, and they have all these editors uh, going over the movies. And I, I was listening yesterday to NPR about how how many sanctions they put on movies and what they can show and what they can't. As an example, in the Mission Impossible uh, with Tom Cruise, he's racing through a street, and behind him shows buildings that have laundry hanging off the front porches, like you see in China. Yeah. <laughs> and they made them delete that segment because of the laundry <clears throat> hanging from the porch. There you so go. They're, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Boom Mortensen, it's always a pleasure to find out what's on your mind. It genuinely, by the way, for our listeners that may not be aware, Boo's kind of an adventurer. She's jumped out of an airplane. She's done, uh, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. She's done a number of things. She used to have her own radio show in Madison, Wisconsin. So always fun and entertaining to talk with you, Boo. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Have a great day and happy anniversary. Thank you so much, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. 
Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, building a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. It's going to be exquisite. And also bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can get tickets now by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Uh, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and uh, nobody in D.C. does. <laughs> yeah, well, we're working it. Hey, you, you wrote a column, Big Tech IP Theft. We get a second bite at a larcenous apple such as it is, this is uh, such an interesting column because I thought this uh, whole case of, uh, of, uh, with uh, Google, Qualcomm. Qualcomm, yeah, was over. Yeah, well, it, it, the Supreme Court, or they, they, the Supreme Court, excuse me, I'm thinking of the wrong case, I'm thinking of Google. Yeah. Um, no, Apple and, and Qualcomm had been suing each other because Apple had been selling millions of iPhones and iPads with Qualcomm technology that they contractually obligated to pay them for, and they just stopped paying them and kept selling the materials for years. Mm. And they reached a $4.9 billion settlement a couple years ago, a year or so ago, and you're right, I thought it was done too, but apparently the legal eagles um, at Qualcomm found another angle, because that, that, that settlement was billions of dollars short of what Apple actually owed. Mm -hmm. And so now this is what's happened is we're back into the PTAB board. This is the Patent Trial and Appeal Board. This is a completely unconstitutional uh, creature of the Patent and Trademark Office created by the exceedingly awful... 2011 America Invents Act, mm -hmm. and that's a bill that was passed bipartisan, signed by Obama, and it's by all the people who want to license IP theft in D.C. The PTAP board is, is this is this is one of my favorite stupid rulings of all time. The Supreme Court ruled that the PTAP board is unconstitutional. What the PTAP board is, it's a, it's a court in the patent trial office. So after the patent office uh, issues a patent, big tech companies file a protest or file, file uh, appeals in the patent trial and appeal board. And um, so the same office that issues patents is then taking them away. Mm -hmm. And the, the big tech companies use it all the time to swamp, cost about two to $300,000 per appeal. So the big tech companies not only file a ton of appeals because they can afford it and the inventor can't, sometimes the big tech companies team up and file each file several different, slightly differently worded appeals. Yeah. So all of a sudden this poor small inventor is, is facing a dozen appeals at $200,000 a pop. And they have to forfeit their patents, they lose their patents, plus the Patent Trial and Appeal Board the judges, there's one guy, I, I, he went back and forth between being a patent a board judge and working for Apple, and then being a patent trial judge and then working for Apple. Wow. And, and, the and so you're like, well, wait, you know, plus it's unconstitutional because we have three dis distinct uh, branches of government with separation of powers. And this is the executive branch pretending to be the judicial branch. Right. It's a court in the executive branch. And the Supreme Court looked at it and said, yes, 
It's unconstitutional. It's the, it's the executive branch pretending to be the, the judicial branch. However, we have a solution, and I always love when the Supreme Court has solutions. One, it's not their job, even if they get it exactly right, and two, they never get it right. Right. And what they said was, if the patent, uh, the head of the patent office reviews the unconstitutional PTAB board's decision, that it's constitutional. Well, no, it's not. You've just added another <laughs> layer of unconstitutionality. Now, the so, one thing I did find out, Seton, is uh, apparently uh, if you lose the case, if one of these big tech companies lose the case, they end up having to pay the court fees. But that doesn't yes. that doesn't mitigate the fact that these uh, you know it's hard for an inventor who might be broke to come up with three hundred thousand dollars to cover the cost. But of, he almost never loses. Yeah. The, 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 the people who challenge the patents win ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so so anyway, the PTAB board issued a ruling against Qualcomm for Apple. Yeah. Well, they went to a federal court, and the federal court said. That's a ridiculous ruling. <laughs> but unfortunately, they said, they handed it back to PTAB and said, do better. Huh. Well, I don't know. I, my, my confidence doesn't swell when the people who just screwed it up are told to do it better. I know. If they could do it better, they would have done it better the first time. Right. So, so we'll see what happens. That's where we are now. The PTAB board ruled stupidly. The federal court, circuit court said, that's a stupid ruling. Here, take it back. You know, take the case back and re-rule. So they're going to re-rule, and we'll see what happens. Well, the, the, the unfortunate thing, of course, as you pointed out, here we've got in the executive branch the uh, judicial activity should be part of the judicial branch. It shouldn't exist at all, quite frankly. They should be just uh, going through the, the normal uh, judicial system, quite in my view, right, that right. Uh, it's 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 just another example of how we've uh, stretched the Constitution. Well, it's another it's another example of D.C. doing damage to the United States intentionally. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. The American Invents Act was horrible for the creation of intellectual property. It was a terrible law. It is a terrible law. It's still in the books. It's a terrible law. The PTAB may be the worst, you know, extrusion from. The American Invents Act. This this thing is completely ridiculous. And you know, the Supreme. I, when I first wrote about the Supreme Court decision about its constitutionality, I wrote the Supreme Court rules wisely, almost, almost wisely. Yeah, I remember um, that because they, they they properly rule that it's unconstitutional, and then fix, you know, again, right there, boom, they made the ruling. They're not supposed to offer recommendations. Yeah. And they go ahead, and every time they make a recommendation, it's just completely ridiculous. Um, you know, this is the same Supreme Court, obviously with some different members, that ruled that carbon dioxide's a pollutant because they're all scientists now. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and and, and they, they ignore the fact that every single thing, every single plant on the planet needs carbon dioxide. Um, so, yeah, so, again, this is just, more absurdity from government, both, you know, separation of powers. Separate but equal, they're all equally stupid, Bob. Absolutely. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org and check out Seton's columns. Also, you can visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton's always great to catch up with you and get your very animated and interesting commentary. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much.
much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. She's my wife of, I would say, 47 years as of today. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House Thrift Stores, Cafe M25, Car Wash and Detailing Center, and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Linda Harden, my wife of 47 years, of glorious years. Linda, thank you well, so much for joining glorious. us. <laughs> yeah, most of them are good. Any? <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. What were we doing today at this time? We were doing, well, I don't want to talk about it. But but anyhow, uh, a lot going on in the world. Hey, I saw this column. Only 29% of likely voters said the United States is headed in the right direction, according to Erasmusen reports, a pretty credible uh, source of information. Who were those 29%? Yeah, I mean. uh, That's just crazy. Reminds me of the old saying is that uh, 10% of the people make things happen. 15% of the people watch what uh, things happen and the rest 75 percent wonder what happened and exactly. i think <laughs> i mean it's just this is just so bizarre i just saw that that oil uh has reached over a hundred dollars a barrel now so that's gonna not make life too great for for like everyone i mean just car. just think about it we have this inflation going on right now the first thing that he does is to cancel the xl pipeline the keystone pipeline and he uh he says decides to, saving the climate don't forget oh uh, well did you hear that Klaus Schwab wants to block the sun out in order to to um, to 
uh, help uh, the climate crisis in the United States. So he wants to absolutely crush out humanity so in order to save the, the climate. I mean, and, th this is insanity. Well, uh, you know, a lot of people discount the Davos, I guess he's part of the Davos elite, Klaus Schwab. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to think they have more and more influence over uh, governments. So just the, uh, the parliament in uh, the House of Commons in uh, Canada, Canada uh, voted to support this uh, these egregious executive orders from uh, uh, Justin Trudeau. Now the Senate's going to vote on it today, but that's just pretty unbelievable. And uh, apparently, apparently, uh, this Klaus Schwab has influence over these people. Well, he has he has influence not only those people. I mean, they said that the majority of the, the Parliament in Canada has been indoctrinated into this uh, World Economic Forum that they've been, they're, they're like graduates of it. There's, and, and oh, by the way, some of the people that are in our government are right there with them. Yeah, I mean, this is, the whole movement is all about capitalism is, is over. Capitalism doesn't work. We need to have a new form of uh, uh, business that's called inclusive, I think it's called inclusive capitalism. And it's all for the, for the people who are at the top, the, the elite, the, the Bill Gates, the uh, Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, all these people who have orchestrated this for years, and nobody's paid attention until now. By the way, why would you take a vaccine from a guy uh, who says that we should have 10 to 15% fewer people on the earth? Hello. <laughs> you know what? It, it's, you're, you're so right. It's so sad that people have just blindly said, okay, okay, three bags full, I'll do whatever you say. It doesn't matter what's in it or what it well, does to me, I mean, thank uh, you very much. I don't blame people for trusting the CDC. I but, do. But I, you know what, I think I think they've been fully politicized. And, and if initially, I can understand people following, but you have to develop some sort of skepticism of a government agency. These people I are, in my opinion, uh, they're not providing good information on public health to the community. By the way, I don't, I, I don't trust the CDC for a minute. Of course, you and I know about this because we've read Judy Mikovits's book. We've read, we've read uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book about what's gone on for mm -hmm. years and years and years. But, but these people, the FDA, the CDC, all these people have absolutely ignored, according to George Carlin, which I think he's been a thousand percent right in this, the immune system that God gave us when, when uh, we were born. Good right. grief, if we needed a mask, don't you think God would have given us a, a, a mask when we were born? They have totally uh, ignored the, the well, body's immune system. I must say, the one uh, I'm very grateful for the fact that I think it's Robert W. Malone. I think W is the middle, middle initial, irrespective. The guy is a brilliant, brilliant scientist, and he's been totally discounted by the. Uh, they tried to take away his medical license. Tried to take away his medical license. This guy now is saying uh, he he is doing everything he can to keep us informed of what's really going on, and what he's disclosing is just unbelievable in terms of well, how about this whole thing about apparently the CDC is hiding information from us. Huge New York Times article the other day, which which Malone brought out on Bannon, and oh by the way, they brought out on on Jesse Waters last night and. And uh, I think it was I think it was on Tucker for a little while. It's funny though. Fox and Friends this morning won't touch it. Hmm. They won't touch it. Um, it. What is the news? What is it? That the CDC has been hiding information. They didn't want the public to know too much because it would be too much for them to handle. Really? Yeah. And they said and they said that that um, uh, it would encourage uh, uh, vaccine. Uh, Hesitancy. He yeah, and encourage vaccine hesitancy. What does that tell you, people? Wake 
up. Yeah. By the way, all this stuff is is who who puts stuff in their body and just says without finding out what's in it. I remember Dr. Teresa Sievers put an article. Remember remember her? She was. Uh, I remember husband. her so well. I've uh, befriended her. Uh, and uh, she was murdered, of course, in that uh, unbelievable murder case in uh, Bonita Springs. So she put out this article um, in, I forget what magazine, I think it was Gulf Shore Life, doesn't matter, but about the flu vaccine. And she says, are you kidding me, people? Don't have that. It's putting mercury in your body. It's putting uh, uh, hmm. uh, processed uh, things from... from uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Uh, uh, baby parts, and, uh, yeah, and mercury, uh, mercury and, and all and kinds the of things. Thalidomide, yeah, that was in it. Who just says, "Okay, stick my arm with it. I'll believe whatever you say." Yeah, and and guess what that does? I remember my mother uh, was dead set against anything put in, put into her arm. She would not have anything done. Finally, somebody talked her into uh, getting a flu shot. Guess what she got? Flu. Yeah, <laughs> and she and she would get it. Regularly after that, yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's it's evil. It's it's all evil. Yeah, well, there's just so much going on in the world right now that just doesn't make sense to me anyhow. And maybe it's got something to do with my aging, but I, to me, it just seems totally bizarre. You know what? You know what? I'm so thankful that that you and I um, actually do research on what's going on. Maybe it's because you do your your uh, podcast, and maybe it's I I'm it's. It's real to me because I'm just nosy and I want to know how things happen yep. and what's going on. But the, but the books we've read and the, the information that we've gleaned over the last couple of years has been so uh, invaluable to us in, in, uh, in helping to wake up people. Well, the one book I would just underscore, so important for everyone to be aware of, read the information, is it's, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci. And that's by Robert uh, Kennedy. Uh, Junior, Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. The guy, it just absolutely everything's footnoted. It's there's no accusations, no commentary. It's not his opinion. This is based on fact. Now his opinion's in there clearly, but it's based on fact, and it is such an outstanding read. And the information there is so shocking. Oh, the the people the people in government who are so involved with the pharmaceutical industry, mm-hmm. it is frightening. Oh, by the way. I mean, that's just a whole nother show. But but the fact that the the head of the Pfizer, uh, Pfizer has been in cahoots with the FBI and the CIA, really, what yeah. could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Linda Harden, you know, it's just always great to get your commentary here in the show. I appreciate it so much. And now we're going to have a wonderful day together to celebrate our 47th wedding anniversary. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for a great 47 years. Oh, well, thank you, too. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. Uh, We've got great guests for tomorrow. Bob Levy, the chairman of the Cato Institute, will be joining us. We'll also visit with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. He'll be joining. Love uh, Andy's uh, commentary uh, on what's happening in our culture. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>